right, my talkers. We are hanging out with Lori and Brittany, 4 o'clock on this Tuesday afternoon. What are we going to get into now? Well, did you guys watch any movies over the, you know, time away? Or did you go to the theater? Does anyone seen Wonka, the color purple? Mm. I mean, we talked to... Chris Hewitt on December 21st, and he gave us a good rundown. On There were good movies out there, but I didn't go to one theater. So I braved putting on hard pants. Good. <laughs> and well my mom was in town, and she said, why don't you guys go to a movie? Good idea, Mom. Mom, I love that for you, Beverly. You're a saint. Uh, so I, we go to the, look at the movies. I was dying to go to Wonka, but it was me and Justin. Yeah. And so I kind of was like, Here's what I want to go to. And he said, here's what I want to go to. And at that point, we realized some of those options were taken off by Pierre like late at night. Yeah. So we ended up going to one I would have not picked. Ferrari. Oh, I want to see this. I love Michael Mann movies. Uh, We went to Ferrari. It's Adam Driver. It's uh, I got to look at all the names. Penelope Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz is by the insanely talented. Roger Friedman said she should be nominated for her tour de force acting in this movie. She is a standout. And Adam Driver obviously is very talented. But I will have to say she... Is amazing in this. Patrick Dempsey is in it. She plays his wife. She's the she Ferrari, plays, Enzo Ferrari's wife. Yes. So she plays the wife. Um, Shailene Woodley is the mistress. Patrick Dempsey is one of the rise. There are so many talented people in this movie. Um, I would have to say the it's v- the Italian plot line of the idea of him having another family. Very Italian. Very the her. I'm telling you, Penelope Cruz nails this role so hard that you go, I believe this is exactly the way this went down. Yeah. And the actual like car racing stuff, I actually, the only complaint I have is I got a little confused what was going on, which they kind of explained the way the races work a little bit more mm-hmm. when they like do out in the countryside and like what happens with this and what happens with that. But the movie, as somebody who literally couldn't care less what car you're driving or I am driving. Mm-hmm. I had a blast. It was yeah. a great movie. I ate a lot of popcorn. Right. I laid down vertical or like horizontal yeah, 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 in the yeah. things. Ten out of ten would let Beverly let me go to a movie again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, because Enzo Ferrari or is it, it's Ferrari? He's like yeah. his company has to win this race. They, yes, he has to win this race so that he can get the reputation back. But his home life, his family life, is burned because they've lost a son. And they blame each other. And then he has a whole nother family with another young woman. And um, just the fact that Adam Driver is in it and Michael Mann directed. I've wanted to see. I think Grant and I have talked about this movie yes. for a year. This I know. Is one I wish I would have saw over the weekend. Yeah. yeah but and we got this weekend. We could go to that's it. That's true. It's yeah. worth going to. I'd have to say, like, I, I again. On the big screen. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. It was something about it. There Again, something I wouldn't pick, but they do these so well that I go, okay. And I'm, you're all over. You're all over Europe. It was so beautiful. <laughs> there is one scene, though. I'm telling you. Are they racing, like, on the south of France? They're racing all over um, Around, on this long. It's, it's got a name. It's like Millie or the Milati or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I, I know. And it's it a is. long race. They they go at like five a.m. and then they go till night. And it, oh my gosh! It's it, and again, I wish I knew more about the intricacies of like yeah. how you get points and this and that. I would say that was the only thing because I was enthralled. I was very into this. Um, the is there uh, any good sex scenes? 
Yeah, there's one that's kind of hot, and it's actually between him and Penelope Cruz. But Penelope Cruz plays a woman who is so heartbroken Mm -hmm. by the loss of her son, and her reactions and everything is so aggressive. She nails this role. I mean, you literally, Mm. she's so good. If anybody else Mm. was to react like this, the way she's getting news and the way she handles things and the way she tells him to do things, you'd say, you're acting crazy. But the way she does it, you go, you are acting exactly the way that I think this Uh, character would act. Wow. All right. So you give that the thumbs up. I give it the thumbs up. My rating's pretty simple as I enjoyed it. It flew by and I was like, that was a story. I'm glad I watched. Well, the movie I didn't see in the theater, but was... Absolutely fantastic. It, it there were four of us watching it and we all enjoyed it. The holdovers. Oh, I want oh, to yeah. see that so Alexander bad. Payne and Paul Giamatti yeah. is a professor and yeah. it's this coming of age story. It we I didn't I knew that Chris Hewitt had liked it. Yeah. And I knew that we'd talked about it, but uh I was kinda uh, and uh Casey's daughter she was ha and so was her husband. But Casey had read about it, you know, and he's like, no, I think we're all going to really like it. It's producer gonna, Casey. Yeah, producer Casey. <laughs> and it was just so enjoyable. Yeah. I, you know, and Alex, Alex, Alexander Payne, you know, he did Sidewinders or Sideways? Sideways, sideways. yeah. The yeah, one about it, wine. He yeah. does, you know, it's just a movie with just uh, like it, that will really touch you. The and relationships look yes. like that. That to me, that movie looks like the building of those relationships is what would make that yeah, movie. Yeah, and it's called The Holdovers because at boarding schools, all this all boy boarding school, if you, if maybe your family is off to Europe and they left a month ago and they're not coming back for junior, you know, it's. You, the, the holdovers get stuck at the school Campus. with one teacher who's left behind to keep an eye on things for yeah. a week or whatever it is. Yeah, it and that's good. why they call it the holdovers. So and that that's, was that's really streaming. Good. Where is it streaming on? Yeah, I think it was it was everywhere, but it was twenty yeah. bucks. Oh, it was it was it paid. was twenty dollars because I thought I saw yeah. that it was coming out. Okay, but I did rent another one for two ninety nine because I am. You know what? I am a sucker for a story. Of something thrilling that might happen out in the big, wide, great ocean. Oh, um, it's It was totally cheesy. It was Ray Liotta's last <gasps> movie. Eric Dane was in it. Saffron Burroughs. It was called Dangerous Waters. Yeah, Dangerous oh. Waters. I watched it with my sister for two ninety nine, and she goes, "Do we want to watch this?" I said, "Danger high seas. A teenage daughter." A bad man. This is going to be fantastic. It's going to be a movie for us. Perfect. And uh, yeah, so we we enjoyed it. But that was Ray Liotta. That that was was... film. Remember when he was filming the Dominican? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, oh my God, he had to deliver the cheesiest lines of his career in this role. He had a very small role. But, you know, if you just need something pop. Corn that doesn't need to be great. Like, I don't know if my sister, I think she would have liked the holdover, but we had much more fun. Oh, I bet. Watching this one, like, together, being able to scream about a few things. Yeah, you could talk a little (laughs) bit during it, and nobody's going to get mad about about missing a plot line. No one's talking during the holdover. No. No. Yeah. How about, did you? I I went to one movie. I really wish I would have gone to see. I wanted to. My vote was Iron Claw. I really want to go see that movie. Yes. But, and that's the one I'm going to see this weekend. Okay. 
we we made a little. Uh, Lily loves Aquaman. She loved the first one. Oh, I wasn't not. a big no. fan. Oh no! And I'm I went so sorry. To Aquaman, and was it as bad as they say? Even it's worse. As, it's even worse. Oh no! Grant. It's it's went it it went to crude humor. It tried to do the Deadpool look, which oh. it didn't have the first time. Oh, no. The fighting scenes were irrelevant. The mm. the uh, oh, and it's clear as day. Amber Heard was pushed to the sidelines. I mean, mm-hmm. she was barely even seen in the movie and it makes it even, it, it just makes it for an odd, like it, I know that there was this whole, you know, backlash towards her, but you didn't need Ooh, to kick her yeah, out. Yeah. Well, this is what, this is what the mouse does. This is what they do. Like without even, duh, 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 God, we yeah. can't have any bad talk. We're just going to edit you away. Yeah. And it felt just kind of like irrelevant because with, you know, being DC and there's no, command to anything right now it's like am i even watching something that's gonna matter so and you could see that in their production of it so all in all the 35 percent that it's getting on rotten tomatoes is a high score wow that is a good blistering and, review i like that oh grant i'm so sorry don't waste your time and yeah. but lily she liked it she okay. loves aquaman okay. and she enjoyed the good hour and 45 minutes so i'm you know not it made to each their own to yeah right. good fiance yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that that is that is Don't fine. The, the other movie I watched was No Hard Feelings, the Jennifer Lawrence oh, raunchy yeah, comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I very much enjoyed that. The only thing I would say is that my sister and I looked at each other, and I paused the movie, and I said, "She's naked for a long time for a woman who's been nominated and has won an Oscar." Yeah, we were in awe of how long she's nude. Yeah, so but that. funny. No, it was a good, raunchy comedy, but I feel like she's done something to her face. I can't, we can't can't figure that out, but there's, she looks different and um, she, she, she tussles naked for like two minutes or something. I I was just like, damn. So, but it was the premise. I mean, that was a surprisingly funny premise with the kid. Yeah. But it also had a heart. The movie. It did. It, yeah. It had a little tie to the end back and Julia liked it too. She talked about it a while. Yeah. So that one, but, but we both just, I said, and she's won an Oscar and been nominated at least twice. No complaints over here. She doesn't need to be naked. No, 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 but I'm, Hey, yeah. good job. It's for art. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Save that clip for later in life, right? Right, right. right. right? Exactly. <laughs> All right, listen, Brittany, I hope you're ready to give us your random oh, thoughts. Always. All right. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler from Tressler Law. So, Ann, with the holidays just around the corner, I'm curious as to how divorcing couples with children cope with creating new holiday schedules. Is this something you work with clients on, or do people come up with their own schedules? It's really both. It depends on how well the parents are working together as they're going through the divorce process. It's always best if they can do it and maybe kind of encompass family traditions and keep that consistency for the kids. They definitely need a holiday schedule. If they can't do it themselves, then, yes, we're definitely going to step in and, and help them get through that. That process but it sounds like you really try to encourage people to put the kids first despite whatever is going on absolutely as I just gave the example of maybe keeping the family traditions in place that's an example of showing that your priority is the kids it's not about I get every Christmas Eve or I get every Christmas Day it's what do the kids know and how can we make sure the kids get the balance and service their emotional needs to learn more about Tressler Law or to schedule your free one-hour divorce consultation visit TresslerLaw.com or MyTalk1071.com keyword divorce Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just just random. random. That's That's all it is. All right. I should have mentioned this yesterday. I had it on my list. It's too interesting not to bring up. I have to talk about it. There were twins born in New Jersey Hospital that have birthdays on two different years. That's cool. Yeah. So even Billy Humphrey, uh, they were caught off guard when they found that they were expecting twin boys. Mm -hmm. They were? I thought like people always knew when they were having... Twins. Yeah, no, you'd think. This is rewinding to when they found out. That uh, was like oh, okay, the little sorry. entry line. That's I like, got you know totally like yeah. when I first like read it. Someone now, has a baby like, and they didn't know they were I, pregnant. Oh my god! I'm kind of like the book, the Lost Van Gogh. I'm jumping timelines quite yeah, a bit. Okay, sorry. So no, you're fine. We were they were due at the end of January, and Eve's water broke on New Year's Eve, which uh, she ended up having her first son on New Year's Eve, and at eleven forty eight. And then she didn't have the second one until 12.28 a.m. on New Year's Day. What the heck was it, wedged up in her windpipe? (laughs) I mean, it's not that long. I mean, how big of an... I mean, I don't know. It's like 30, 40 minutes. That's not too bad. Between... Aren't they like stacked on top of each other? Like cordwood? I'm just imagining they're... I would hope they come out pretty quickly. yeah, that 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 blows you my have mind. To, you, have to, you have to do labor pains for both. I oh mean, you'd have to push it out because I don't know, man. Yeah, that Sounds just terrible. seems like a long time between people, heads. Yes, <laughs> I agree that like yeah. once you see one go, one, it would seem like the other like, one is right behind. Like Ezekiel, who yeah. was the born on New Year's well, Day, should have seen uh, Ezra and said, "Yeah, that seems like the way out. Let's do that." Uh, that's a fun uh, water kid's claim to fame. Right? Reach out, yes. and grab hands, and yeah. pull each other out. Right. So Ezra came out uh, New Year's Eve. So she, Ezra was born in 2023. And then Eliza, or Ezekiel was born in 2024. Yeah. So now they for sure know who's older and who's not. Because you always hear right. twins argue. Um, I kind of like that, too, because then they can have their own birthdays. I think they, well, I oh, think it doesn't call. always twins. I they'll. I mean, the one who was born first, first is the oldest. It yeah. Does get but usually it. they argue like, oh, it was only four minutes. But now you can say it was a whole Still. year. Yeah. I, for three days. <laughs> I'm the same age as my sister. For three for days. three days. Wow. Wow. That is like a good <laughs> I argument. I mean, yeah. We, we are on level footing for three days. Yeah. And then one of you takes over. Yeah. No, then I always took, you know, the over. I yeah. took the lead. I have a feeling you always took, took the, the lead. lead. Yeah, I know, but because I was the oldest, but it did used to just like, it was a fun. So we always shared our birthdays in a way we were whatever they call it, Irish twins. Yeah. We always had a big Christmas present we shared. Yeah. One, you know, we got a bike and we shared the bike. Uh, 
You know, the Schwinn with the banana seat and the streamers. We shared the bike. Did you share it well? Yeah, because a banana seat, as you may or may not know, easily holds two people. Absolutely, it does. And since we were both learning how to ride bikes. That's really cute thinking about you guys on one bike. Yeah. Uh, We had pegs growing up. Oh, I remember those. When somebody had pegs... You would, so they're these little like metal uh, like cylinders. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You put on the back tire, yeah, the back tire. so that you could have somebody, somebody stand. stand on there. And that was like my favorite thing was when my brother or sister or his friends yeah. would let me jump on the pegs because well, you just you just feel part of the group, part of the group. And then if you had pegs on the back and you had a handlebar handle, yeah, someone could easily of a of a skinny butted nature could wedge right there in your hand which, which was terrifying uh, yeah, no, the front one was terrifying yeah, know, you can even have front pegs too yeah. yes those. which is also terrifying yep. well, wasn't it called giving you a buck yeah you yes! get a buck you give me a buck give me a buck give me a, a ride house. yeah yeah give i me need a buck. a buck to loretta's that yeah. is like such a like a memories that i forgot i even had yeah, to this moment a buck. Yeah, like just someone gave you a ride on a bike we'd run drive we would uh always bike to the canes House, my brother's good friends, mm-hmm. and so I would always jump on a peg. Um, okay, I love this because I'm actually half of my body is celebrating. This is called January. Ooh. If you're not for the persuasion of, the, they're really going hard saying like not plucking, not using razors, not using anything uh, on your on so your face. It's going to be dry, hairy January. Yeah, <laughs> dry January. <laughs> Okay. Well, you know, and no, I mean, I know this was last summer, but no hard feelings. I mean, I was so happy. Both of my sister and I commented watching Jennifer Lawrence uh, <clears throat> be in fisticuffs naked on a beach. We were like so happy that she had a, th- a patch in her thatch. Yeah, good for her. Oh, yeah. good for you. Uh, that was the wrong one. I meant to go, wow. Yeah, Sorry. I know. <laughs> Dang it. But I was just like, like, oh, I isn't it, I said, isn't it so no. nice to just see a well-trimmed bush, you know? Yeah, it's rare. It's so sexy. It's so you know? rare. And it it's, in the normal world, it's so normal. It is. But then in movies, they and, act like, God forbid we show one fleck of hair near yeah, your crotch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I highly recommend. I do this accidentally all the time where I haven't shaved my legs for I don't know how long and the in the winter. Yeah. And then I'll go to put on like a tennis skirt and I go. And you can't believe how hairy you are. I'll like, what? Yeah. But it's like an insulation for so long in my jeans. I love it. <laughs> really? Yes. It's like fleece line jeans. It's everything. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I go to put on like I'll go like have a tennis match and I'll put on my tennis skirt and I go, oh my God. I almost look tan because my hair is so long. Oh, oh wow. Brittany. <laughs> it's that bad. No, yeah. it's bad. It's, yeah. It's a well, real you know what? It, once it's past the stubbly, yeah. it's soft. It's it great. I guess. I don't know. It's not like I'm trying. It's not like I'm doing this because of some sort of thing. It's just like I don't always jump in the bath. Sometimes I jump in the shower quick. And if I don't go yeah. in the bath, I don't yeah. shave my legs. I like sitting and I, shaving yeah, in the bath. Yeah. I'm I not think, sh- yeah. I, yeah. I, whatever you like to do, I kind of think I just, I just think that everyone should be in the habit of moisturizing the minute they get out of the shower or the bath. You just do that all your life and you will, your old skin will thank you later in life because as soon as you get and dry off, your skin is the most conducive to yeah the pores are open the pores are open and men and women should do that that's a good right, casey is so sick of me saying looking at the tv sometimes and saying why doesn't why doesn't that man put moisturizer on <laughs> immediately after how poorly moisturized people I think it was are because of you i bought that oil it, like 
you you talked about putting on oil and using that um, giant Neutrogena oil oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To shave my legs. Yes, and so now it's I so have wonderful. that. And I always think about you like, oh. Lori told me to get that. Yeah. I might saying here, Brittany. I since I started working with you guys, you <laughs> oh, made God. that point like probably a couple weeks into it, and I was like, I want to do this, and I haven't stopped putting on lotion after I get out of the shower since you. And every time, I'm not every time, but yeah. there's a lot of times I'm like, I gotta thank Lori. Yeah, for this. I know <laughs> it is. So, it is. It, if you just like, if it's a, a ritual, but it really is just like the time that, you, and you can you can tell people who don't moisturize, you can tell, you know. Um, I have more random thoughts, but guess what? I'm here all week, gonna, so we've got yeah. them saved for next time, you guys. Thank you. No We're problem. here all week. That's like a comedian who said We'll <laughs> be here all week. Yeah. Here all and week. boy, Simple. are my arms tired. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for those random thoughts, Brittany. Hey, Lori here for Chan Hassan Dinner Theaters and the next big show coming up at the Chan on the main stage it opens March 1st. You're going to want to get tickets. It's beautiful, the Carol King musical. And it tells her story of 16-year-old Carol King in 1958. She tells her parents, I'm going to New York. I've got a song. I'm going to the Brill Building. It's just incredible. You'll know the music in it. Take good care of my baby. Some kind of wonderful Uh, Take good care of my baby, but it is such an intoxicating story because we have an amazing true story and then we have the amazing music that's in it and it's all music that you'll know. I saw it uh, when it was here a few years ago and it's super exciting because it's the third regional premiere that the Chan is producing. So that is huge for them. Go to ChanHassanDT.com. It's beautiful. The Carol King musical, March 1st. Oh my gosh, we've been genies in a bottle today. We've gone um, into the deliciously shallow pool of the Real Housewife Salt Lake City finale with the explosive fake Instagram, the snake in the grass. You're welcome. Uh, to having an amazing uh, book about uh, art and the Nazi stealing art and this thrilling ride and then we've uh, talked movies and learned about dry, hairy January. I mean, we've just really, we've really hit all had the of gamut today, and it's only four thirty <laughs> on a Wednesday. We're your one stop all topics that's shop. Right, that's right. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is to uh, we're dedicating today's shows to all the people who've come up to Julia and I over the last year and said to us, well, I used to listen to your show. I <laughs> love those people in my life who have said that on yeah. so many things uh, I've worked on. Yeah. Oh, I used, used to, to listen, listen to that. And I go, yeah. cool. Uh, cool. And I never know where to go after that exactly. conversation. Oh, exactly. I go, well, okay, well, mm-hmm. um, I'm not. Do you see what? Do you want to get it up? Do you want me to update yeah. you on where we're at since yeah. the last four years? Yeah, you know, and you know what I always say? I said, you cannot believe all the fun you've missed. Yeah. <laughs> That's That's always what I say. I said, oh, you can't believe all the fun you've missed. You can come back anytime. We're still here. We're still here. You can jump in. We're you don't have to listen to the yesterday's episode to catch up with today's. Yeah. Um, oh, and my friend Sandy wants my egg cooker that we talked about oh, yesterday God. that Casey gave me. She said, I'll take that egg cooker. I was listening to the podcast. See, <laughs> she is a girl after my own heart. Right, but it's going to have to be like, um, this will be like the year that Casey won a Instapot for me. Mm-hmm. And he was so pleased that he won this Instapot. It was at the Hubbard 
Christmas party. Dang, and he, it was a poker year. Where, yeah. And Casey just sat at a poker table, and you know he's a card jerk. I don't yeah. know if you knew this I didn't about know him. This. I didn't. No. Oh yeah. It, one of the things when we were first dating that really impressed me was that he was um, he ran the card game at uh, Schofield. That's the military base he was stationed at when he was like nineteen, and he was also the loan shark. It was like just so. You're so. I was just like, it. oh, that is so badass. Yeah. You're, yeah. Lori is a so Italian. Oh god! But anyway, uh, he won, and he had so many. You know, you put your names in to win, and I wanted to win something good. Yeah. Which I didn't consider, but it was the like the year that the Instapots were huge, huge, and, and people were, were obsessed, obsessed, and he won it for me, and it sat, sat on a shelf in my basement for two years, glaring at me. I'm going to add, I tried. I looked at the book once; it was so thick. I was just sickened. I was like, "This thing makes meat, yogurt, and eggs." I do not trust. I do not trust something that can do that much. And it's a pressure cooker and someone could theoretically make a bomb with it. I was like, no, I'm not having this. So after like two years, I just, you know, said to Casey, I said, can we please give this to so-and-so who's such a big fan of cooking and making soups and stews and won't be afraid of this lovely thing. And he's like, okay, fine. You know, so I might, I might have to, I might have to smuggle the egg thing out in like just a couple months. Might be a little too soon. Yeah, you can give him the hair dryer as well. Oh yeah, I got that from last year. That stupid thing, which I've never even tried. You could be like my dad, and all he does is take all he used to take all of his Christmas presents, put them in bags, and then shove them under his clothes yeah. in his in his no. closet, and then we'd go back there a year later, and they'd all be sitting there. Yeah, I. <laughs> I really... I, I want to know if people are still using it. I never had an Instapot. We do have an air fryer. I used it once. I love our air fryer. Yeah. That one's that one's a good go-to if you really want to like reheat it's things or nice cook things. It's nice if you get it in the stove. You can buy a stove with an air fryer That's true. in it. That, really? That, so the next time you need a stove... That's what I'm doing. Get the stove with the air fryer thing in it. Then you don't have to worry about where you're going to put the stupid thing. Yes, yes. So I we use our air fryer yeah. still. I got my sister's old air fryer. She kind of quit using it, and so we acquired that. Was she I, making too many french fries? Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> My nephew has PKU, so that's like what he eats a lot of. You can't have any protein. Okay. So like he eats fries constantly. But, like, I think either she got sick because it was a big one. Mm. It's, like, the big. The biggest kind oh, of Oh, it's out. huge and it's red. It's hideous. But, like, we have enough. Like, we have a pantry and all the shelves. We have five. Yeah, we yeah, can yeah, hide ours away. Um, it's Paula Deen. So sorry. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's, all right. It's probably, fine. Probably, I would um, trust Paula Deen with fried anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to know if people are still using their Instapots. Because remember, that was everything. No, we're not. Taking that I know, I know, I know, but I just meant like in my mindset. Listen, you're like, no. I know if Julia were here, you would open up the phone lines, but I'm just like, oh no. I just mean like I'm interested. Hold your thoughts, people, on your Instapots. Email us if you'd like. Email us. (laughs) Shoot me a tweet. Because like, I wonder if it was one of those things I never hear about them anymore. Well, I think that people that, here's my, I have a theory on it. I think people use them and they no longer feel the need to talk about it anymore or anything like that you know because either you're on 
the Instapot train or you're not. And so it's been done and people have started to avoid you in gatherings and you've realized <laughs> you've realized you've done too much Instapot talking. The only time I've ever used an Instapot is in microbiology. You would put things in there to accelerate uh, bacteria growth. growth. Yeah. That's oh. the only time I've used it ever. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So that's it. There you go. Um, yesterday, you know, and I, we do have, like, I do want to share with you guys um, yeah, something that Anderson Cooper shared, but I, I, we will get, we have some time. But yesterday when we were talking about gray sweatpants and how, <laughs> and for how revealing they are, Very the much. lighter for men and women, but specifically for men, um, I, there is a hack for, uh, Stopping a camel toe, at least in a woman's lighter colored legging. Okay. So you just take, you know, an old bra pad that you've taken out of a swimsuit Mm -hmm. or an exercise thing that you've had. And you just, you know, make sure it just looks like a a triangle. And then you just slip it into your underwear. Yeah. Like the Wonder Bread. <laughs> it's the Wonder Bread sandwich. But you put the you put the bra in your underwear and then there's no you're not smuggling a yo yo. I see. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. And for a moose knuckle, uh I don't know. I guess the same could be said. You could have a padded looking Ken crotch. Mm-hmm. But I just, again, wear your gray sweatpants at home and not out in public. And then a guy, I don't feel like guys are going to go to some of the trouble that women have to go to the trouble to. You know, and I think you fall into, I remember having like that nervous feeling about wearing leggings with that. Eventually I say, meh. Yeah. I would never do that. I would never put that in there. You wouldn't? No. Not even, but even though you've got a beautiful new pair of gray Athleta Lululemons that you want to wear to the club, but you put them on and you go, I am smuggling a yo-yo right now. I'm not going in these pants. I would literally <laughs> throw myself from the window before I would wear another layer with leggings while working oh. out. Wait, it's so real like, thin, no, real thin. I wouldn't even wear you underwear even with leggings. You use a mini pad. Like, if I'm going to work out, first of all, it's going to go somewhere. <laughs> I have the kind of body hey, that if you try to put... Are you put, just telling me right now you do not wear underwear when you work out? Never. No. I would never. You you trust that tiny little cotton crotch to do what it needs to do? <laughs> I trust it's it. It's the size I of a match. Like, I it's trust. the size of a box of matches, Look at me, Lori. you guys. <laughs> Lori, I have a specific... Things can't bug me when I work out, when I run, when I lift, yeah. when I whatever. Yeah. I can't... The idea of having underwear and having to fix it in there, never. Yeah. I would never. Or if you have, like, seamless underwear, a pair of seamless underwear that you wear for... There doesn't... It doesn't show anything. But, like, my body is friction my thighs are friction anything that goes down there never stays in the same spot okay like if you gave me my social security card and said i had to hold it there i would be gone my identity would be stolen it would be saying is your little um your little camel toe bra pad would come slipping down out of your legs it would be in before i know it i'm like it's coming on my shoulder i don't even know all right my hacks don't work for everybody but it was just i'm just saying like it just gives you an idea of how different our bodies are my thighs have been touching since the day i was born they move things around yeah. they like i always laugh Got when it. 
<laughs> yeah, when they like have like the perfect little, and you have like little um, swimsuits, oh. like with the little like the crotch where you go, I, my crotch would eat that alive. Yeah, okay. So, Mike, I think it would eat your hack. Yeah, okay, <laughs> all right, but it could work for some for somebody. People, for somebody, if you're a put together person with a body like a Barbie doll legs that don't touch as much as mine, it's yeah. probably gonna work great. Yeah, right. But that's why the key was putting in the underwear because, of course, just. Putting it in between oh, your skin self. And I know this from in fifth grade yeah. when me and my friend Loretta D'Ambrosia <laughs> cut, spon- cut sponges yeah. to put in our swimsuit. We were going to, well, Ooh. we lived on base, yes, but yes, we were yes. going to the base pool in Japan. Mm-hmm. And we were sick, quite frankly. I might have been in sixth grade, we were, but we were sick of not having anything. much going on. So we cut sponges and we put them into our swimsuits and then we dove in the pool because, of course, we were excellent divers. And when we came up, what was bobbing around us but four kitchen sponges. (laughs) And you just act like you're cleaning. Oh, we just swam away. We just swam away. I've never seen those in my life. Yeah, that would be the same thing, I suppose, with this idea. Yeah. Yeah, the underwear is the key. Yeah, Keeping these all in place. It was kind of like the body purse. But I'm just telling you on top of that, like, I, yeah, anything extra down there, no thanks. But I get... Some people can do that. And good for them. I'm glad their bodies are normal. That's right. Wow. I'm glad, wow. Wow. I'm glad we wow. had this conversation. That was a great breakdown, you guys. I loved it. <laughs> really? Dying halfway How through. we even got from here to there? I don't know, but we had we have another segment <laughs> yeah. we have to move because that was a good one that we missed. It, it, yeah. That, so, and somewhere in there, there's something good. Yeah. Yeah. Do with it the what body. you want, people. What? <laughs> Hollywood speaking the body, I yeah, guess. Yeah, right. Totally. <laughs> All right, listen. Um, when we come back... We may or may not Hollywood speak TBD. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood speaking! What is the meaning of this? Okay, um, let's see. I wonder, this is another one like yesterday I tried to guys make you guys guess who the, the Hollywood speak story was oh, about. Oh, great. I said New Year Old D. I've got kind of another one like this for you. Um, this is a description um of hold my hand grant i don't know if we're gonna get yeah, this yeah yeah I know, I know um it, 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 here's the sentence it's about a movie and it's specifically about the two leads this is a tragedy tragedy really because individually they're good actors but together they have the on-screen charisma of an old mop and bucket like it's wet but do you want it to be I think I might know. What? Anyone but you? Ding, 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 Sweetie Glenn Powell. And why? Because all we've talked about for a year was the holy, hot, charismatic chemistry of the photos of these two. Yeah. And And they played up at first like they were dating, but then Matt Gallarol's around. No, they're not dating. But his girlfriend was sick of playing along. Yeah. And we wondered... Is the movie going to be so bad that this is all they have to rely on? Mm, probably. Yeah. According oh. to, I haven't gone to see anyone but you, but do you remember um, 10 Things I Hate About You? Love. Loved, okay. Yeah, that's, great movie. That's basically, it's Shakespeare's Much Ado About Nothing mm-hmm. is what the, the premise of, the sh- of that. Or isn't it Taming of the Shrew? Or Taming of the Shrew yeah, for yeah. 10 mm-hmm. Things I Hate About You. Much Ado About Nothing is basically the premise of anything but you. It's, 
you know, basically two people who can't stand each other being tricked into seeing one another with new eyes by family and friends. And this is what happens in anyone but you. So it's the Shakespearean bones. But apparently this is the most unsexy, almost sexless rom-com. And this from a very trusted entertainment source. It is chemistry Free. These two are like an old mop in a bucket. Okay, so they've been doing oh. a bunch of videos and pr- uh, press around this, and they have. I mean, when they do the press, they're giggling, they're cute, they 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 seem to jive. So it's like, why isn't that translating? It didn't translate on screen, oh. uh, according to this reviewer. Rachel Sweeney is unconvincing as a romantic comedian. Sydney Sweeney. Sydney, Sydney yeah. Excuse me. Well, that's okay. That's okay. And Powell doesn't help. These two are anything. They're potato salads with raisins of rom-coms. Oh, gosh. That's bleak. Is another one. That's a bad one. That's bleak. Yeah. That's um, not good. But as hot as that lead-up was with that relationship yes. speculation, like you said, I would have never thought. But now it makes sense that that's what they might have been using to cover the fact that it was a mop in a wet bucket, like he said. Yes, oh, because that's, that's all we got. I mean, there were so many. And at one point, one of us, Julia, I can't remember, like, are they just doing this because the movie's going to be bad? But you we're like, do? oh, we want a rom-com that'll be good. Yeah, yeah me too. You it know? got 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, Tomatoes and Metacritic and about six and a half on IMDb. Oh, that's yeah. not good. Not great. And, you Still know, I mean... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm not going to see it in theaters, but I will see it eventually. I agree with you. Not theaters, but that is a nice Saturday night. Kick it could be. Could be. Or we could just watch My Best Friend's Wedding again. That's <laughs> right. That's true. Right. true. Go to anyway, classics. and I guess uh, uh, the, they, the biggest issue for this critic was how bland it is. Really? Yeah. Even the trailer didn't seem that bland, though. You know I mean? Yeah. It, it seemed like it had wit. It had a little adventure. It had a little... A little of everything for a yeah, rom-com. The, the, right? the, 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 the trailer, to me, had me. And it was also it Sydney Sweeney in a nice swimsuit, along with Glenn And Powell. we have Dermot Mulroney in this, so I know Julia will see it at one point, because that's that's one of her on-screen boyfriends, and Rachel Griffith is yeah. the mom. No, there's, there's a lot of cute things. Yeah. I would have to say, like, I could see it being corny, but mm-hmm. I didn't see this coming. No. Well, we were excited because the director did Easy A, which was such a great oh, movie. Easy oh, Easy A. Yeah. I got to fucking, I got to fucking. Yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta, yeah. So good, right? So yeah. it, it should have, uh, uh, anyway, just, um, so anyway, mm. that's the on screen. That just made me laugh. Okay, here's one. Uh, Susan Knowles will officiate Gary and Teresa's wedding. What? Who oh, called oh, oh, oh. that? That was you. That's oh, yeah. right. You called that. A month that. ago, I said Susan Knowles is an ordained minister. She could do, because when we saw her at the After the Rose with the other four ladies, you know, and she's just predominantly been invited to everything. And I thought, well, that'd be ratings gold. And had no sexual chemistry whatsoever so with, with Gary. Gary. They were nothing more than ice cream buddies and friends who held hands. Ice cream buddies. No, they really were. Yeah, they yeah. literally, like, there the idea of them kissing would have been terrifying. Yeah. Really ter- it would have been horrible. And, you know, her her company is called Nuptials by Knowles. She actually does have a company. Um and she wrote late yesterday afternoon, the secret is out. 
I'm officiating the golden wedding. Oh my god, is that tomorrow? It's tomorrow. Holy cripes, yeah. that's tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, how are you feeling about that? I'm excited. Yeah. I just here's the thing. It's not like I really I'm not like dying to see their wedding. I have so much fun breaking it down with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I cannot wait to read into every insecure thing that Teresa does. I love that for us. It, it, my mom and I watched Teresa and Gary last Friday. They were on a, probably a pre-tape Kev, or Kelly and Mark. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they both look great. But and they came out. He's kind of a dork. Yeah. Now that uh, they're out in public, he's just kind of genuinely a dorky guy. Yeah, which is fine. Fine, which is fine. Um, I'm Gary. I'm 72, <laughs> and I'm your first ever Golden Bachelor. I'm sorry. Um, the but they came out and they were high fiving. But when they sat down in the chairs, Teresa the whole time double hand held him. You showed me what it was. And I was like, you did it to my hand. And I was like, I guess Lori owns me now is how yeah. it feels. Like this, she's shown ownership. She, Teresa will not let go of Gary's hands. That's why I'm 100% this is going to convince my my mom said something to me. Like, you know, um, she looks at him with old school eyes. And I'm like, what the heck is old school eyes? I love that. Yeah. You'll put up with anything. Oh, your mom just read them to filth. Yeah. Your mama just did I that. I know. And she called him when, when the news came out about Gary dating, you know, so soon. I guess he wasn't. He might talk nice, but he's no virgin widow. Oh. oh. Okay. Your mom, why does your mom not have a show? Yeah. She would know, put us to I shame. know. So, yeah. So, uh, and Leslie Fema spent her 65th birthday in the hospital uh with a bowel blockage oh that's that's not terrifying yeah um and then the word on the streets via abc is that they are looking at filming golden bachelorette late summer just like they did with gary yeah and that they're casting men and we're just waiting to find out who the woman is and i can't imagine it won't be leslie female yeah yeah, I mean, for a while there, I thought maybe Faith said it wasn't Faith, her on Monday, but I'm pretty sure it's Leslie. I'm working. You guys, I have sent more emails trying to get Leslie Fema yeah. on this show. I'm working. Well, here's the thing that I would even just say to Leslie Fema, because I mean, she's never experienced this before. So you're going to get phone calls from all over the place. It's yeah. quite overwhelming. And I remember when. You know, the nipples. I, you know, we literally went from, I, we were in the New York uh, Daily News on a Thursday. And by that following Monday, I was getting calls from the BBC and every morning show. Yeah. And, and the only reason I had confidence was A, I was part of the invention, part of every, everything about the nipple and I'd been to Sturgis and I knew so many nipple facts, but I worked for Sun Country Airlines and I did PR mm-hmm. for Sun Country. And so like it, and I, I PR companies call and say, well, who's doing your PR? And I'm like, me, I'm, I'm, I'm just answering all the phone calls and I'm so good at it that I, the word is spreading and they didn't believe me and they wanted to charge me Money and but I had a sense because I had done airline PR, yeah, for a couple of years. I mean, I'd done always selling, selling, I always knew my stuff, so you know, she's been 
you know, a fitness instructor and doing all these sort of different things. All of a sudden, media is calling you. I know. And you don't know if they're trying to trick you. And I can't tell you how many morning shows called to try and make fun of me. And do you know, nine times out of ten, they were absolutely eating out of my hands. And that's why I have always thought it was the low blow. Of that person you work with, Tom Bernard, that he would never have me on his radio show. Listen, even- when every other radio show, entertainment show, Sex in the City, Access, and everyone in the country, and you hear my own radio, uh, the, in your backyard, backyard. Uh, well, J- uh, Ryan had me on. You know what? Ryan had me on. I think I can speak. Dark Star had me on. Good old Dark. Lorero had me on. I think I can speak for Tom Bernard in this situation. He regrets it now. He regrets it. It's his biggest regret he's ever had in his life. Every day he says it to me. (laughs) And rightfully so. So, jeez. All right. We'll be back. (laughs) Love it.